Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre owned inventory. Great selection of that that brings with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. So that's great as well. Fabulous service department and great deals to be had from a sales staff that will work with you. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, calls in a moment at 1-800-795-9565. First of all, our play-by-play call of the day. One of the 2,000 big plays that BYU had last night against UCF. With Algiers, the lone setback. Motion man. Takes the handoff. It's Gunnar Romney. The end around in for the touchdown. The fly sweep score for Gunnar Romney. And the Cougs make it 48-10. to They won with relative ease last night over UCF in the Boca Raton Bowl. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Let's get to the calls. It's whatever you want to ask me time, so ask whatever you want. It's Baird and Sealands Grove to start it. I know Doug will be next after that. Hello, Baird. Hey, uh, good afternoon, and happy holidays, Steve. How you done today? Happy holidays to you and your family, Barrett. Thank you for your time today and for always listening. No problem. Happy. Um, I have a quick question, but first a, a comment, which uh, about 10 State football, that will make sense to you, but probably no one else in the audience. You're, you're from Connecticut. My son met, married a girl college from Connecticut, and that's where they moved to. So, uh, although all of his life grew up in this area, he's been going to Penn State games with me ever since. So a couple of years ago, he was at one of the games that took him up, and uh, prior to the game, we were outside the BJC and listening to your show, and it came time for uh, Roger to go around and ask questions. Whenever he came back from commercial break, he said, what's your name and where are you from? And my son said, Justin from Woodbury, Connecticut. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to Woodbury. It's, yes. It's a, it's a very tiny little town. There can't be more than a few thousand people that live there. He asked this question and thanked you. And then after Roger went on to the next guy, the gentleman standing directly behind my son taps him on the shoulder. My son turns around and he says, I just have to tell you, you said you're Justin from Woodbury? I'm Justin from Woodbury as well. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? There, can't, there couldn't be more than two Justins in all of Woodbury, Connecticut. Both of them were standing outside the BJC prior to a Penn State game. I love it. So. <laughs> that, was, um, that is great. So here's my question. You, you've sure. been, uh, I think you stayed in State College and have been associated with Penn State since you graduated college back around 1980 or 81. Yes. All of the years that you've been doing Penn State or working with Penn State, what is your favorite Penn State football moment? 
Oh boy, I get asked this a lot, and you know what? And then I do the I give the cop out answer all the time, Baird. Where it's when you've been someplace so long, there's a group of them. So in other words, in that group, you know, the group would be you know the block field goal by Grant Haley and Marcus Allen, and then of course the stop in the Big Ten championship game. Joe winning his four hundredth. Joe passing Bear Bryant for his 324th. Uh, 409 was special because it passed Eddie Eddie Robinson. Um, A game at Ohio State in 2008 that Penn State won, the 2005 game, the day Larry Johnson went over 2,000 yards rushing. Uh, 82 Saquon Barkley plays. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, in basketball, the Atlantic 10 Championship, uh, the uh, NCAA Tournament went over UCLA, the NCAA Tournament went over North Carolina, a couple of Big Ten Tournament wins. I mean, things like that. I mean, after a while, there's so many of them because I've been in one place so long. I mean, play-by-play-wise, I mean, I mean, I don't really talk about such things, but Saturday's game between football and basketball is my 1,400th game. Wow. At Penn State. And so you end up with a lot, you know, between football and basketball, you end up with a lot of memories. Well, you uh, you, you are a very fortunate, blessed person to have done whatever you've done all these years and all. And uh, most of us out there, if not all of us, are extremely envious of, uh, of the opportunities you've had and wish that even for a moment we could stand in your shoes and then realize that we couldn't hold a candle to what you do. So. Thank you, thank you for uh, providing us with all this wonderful uh, opportunity and the great and the great things which you share with us. And uh, I let you move on to your next. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks Again, so much. But just so everybody knows, Woodbury, Connecticut, is in Litchfield County, so it's more in the northwest part of the state. So, so it, yes, it I know is where indeed. It is. It is indeed. So, all righty. Thank you. Thank you, Baird. All right. Doug is next, and then it'll be Jim at 1-800-795-9565. Always one of my favorites to talk to as well. Hi, Doug. How have you been? Steven. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your wonderful family, Doug. That last guy was really buttering you up. You're no Fran Fisher. (laughs) That's that's true. I am not. I am not. I just happen to be the next person sitting there. Three quick questions so so other people can have a chance. Why did you select Penn State to go to college? Great question. Um, my father was the middle son, and my grandparents uh, owned a farm uh, near Warren Center, Pennsylvania, uh, LaRaysville Warren Center. That's where my dad grew up. My dad went to high school in Vestal, New York. Well, on the farm, they only had enough money to send the oldest child to college. That was my uncle Emerson Jones, and he went to Penn State. And my grandfather's brother, Phil P.D. Jones, was actually in charge of the herd here at Penn State. So there was always a connection. And when I was a child, we came down to State College. I want to say about seven years old. There's a picture I have here in my office of my brother and myself standing in Beaver Stadium, outside Beaver Stadium, holding a Penn State pennant when I was seven years old. It was 1965. Rip was the coach at the time. And when you go down, I don't know how often you've been down Park Avenue, 
but uh, on Park and Avenue, there are five consecutive stone homes on Park Avenue. My father's uncle built those five homes and lived in one of them. So I came here a few times when I was a kid, and of course, you know, it's 1965, and then Joe took over as the coach, and suddenly Penn State's on TV all the time winning games. And this was the only, this was the only place I wanted to go to school. The only place I wanted to go. That's interesting about Lorezo. I go through Lorezo a lot up here. So yeah, that's that's where my dad grew up. Um, second question: uh, In the twilight of Joe's career, did he ever tell you or saying like this is the final year? I mean, I, I assume he just was going year to year. He'd tell everybody the line about four to five years. Yeah. I know what happened in 2011 about he, you know, he said he quit and stuff like that. But before that, did he ever say like this is the final year? I know he had a list of guys they should consider, but was that ever brought up? That just did not happen. Never, he never brought it up to me. You know, never brought it up. I never asked him about it either, Doug. So not one time was it brought up to me. What was interesting about what happened in 2011 was this: when they went into the 2011 season, that was the best I had seen him going into the season. Where I said, "Wow." Joe looks and sounds terrific. And then he got hit by Davian Smith in practice that day. Um, You know, it's like maybe two, three weeks after I made that observation. And, boy, you could just see that suddenly the toll it had on him. It was was rough. Uh, But before that, he was spry. He was jogging around the field. It's the best I'd seen him. Um, Last quick question. Um, I need you need to talk to next time you talk to Jack. We need to have a question about this answer. Uh, they used to have the college all stars play the pros, and they, mm-hmm. this happened all the way through the mid seventies. That's right. The, the last two games were actually the Steelers. Um, I need Jack to tell us about the last game where I quote: "Despite the efforts of officials, security, and Chicago police, all attempts <laughs> to clear the field failed. A group of drunk fans tore down the goalposts at the southern end of the stadium." By this time, the torrential rain had left the field under 18 inches of water, and Pete Rizzo called it. So, was he in that game? He was in that game. He was in that game. Uh, and it was a, it was not just a torrential rain, so it was a thunderstorm. Did so you ever they, see the video they, of it? Oh, yeah, I was watching the game live. Okay. I was watching the <laughs> game live when it was when it was played. And it was it was a thunderstorm with torrential rain, and they stopped it. And at that point, it was like Soldier Field in Chicago, I think, is where they kept, they played the game. And, yeah, he played in it. And he's also told me some interesting stories. He and Dan Deardorff both have told me interesting stories about when Dan and Jack played on the college side of the college All-Star game, <laughs> uh, which, which would be very entertaining uh, after-dinner conversation <laughs> about Got some it. of the players that were involved in that game. Uh, and and Deardorff's stories were are more colorful than Jack's. And it was about a couple of linebackers that played in that game. And he says, Steve, says, after I tell you these stories, you'll know why Jack's the only one of the three that's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for answering my questions. There's nothing better. You're better than Fran. There's nothing better than turning the volume down the TV and listening to you and Jack We've been doing that since we've been kids, you know, with Ray, Scott, you know, Fran, all those guys. But there's nothing better than listening to you and Jack on the radio. It makes it so much more enjoyable. It's so much 
better experience. So we can't thank you enough. Well, that means more to me than you know, and I'm so blessed to uh, share time with you, but I'm so blessed to share the last 21 seasons going to 22 with Jack. Um, as I, you know, we exchanged texts this morning because today's Jack's birthday, so I wanted to wish him a happy birthday. And he, his text back was, I just can't wait to work next season with you. Okay, thanks, Steve. Thank you so much, Doug. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family. You too. 1-800-795-9565. The Patience Award goes to Jim in Northumberland, who's been waiting for a period of time. Hi, Jim. Thank you so much for your patience. Uh, it means That's a lot okay. that you waited around. Thank you so much. Merry, no Merry Christmas Merry, Merry Christmas, and happy holidays to you and your family, by the way. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate it, and, and, and to you and your family. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I just want to echo those words for the last caller. Uh, uh, it, it's, it, you, you and and, and Jack Ham. I mean, it's just a first-class operation all the way around. And uh, you know, it's, it's at times I'll just turn the TV off and listen to you guys. Um, <laughs> that's how that's how good you are. But well, thank um, you. No, I'm just uh, thinking about some special times at uh, Beaver Stadium. First of all, my taking my daughter when she was small, and our seats were um, across the uh, uh, the sideline. So I pick Joe out and say, now, honey, look at look at the, the man there with the khaki pants and the, the rolled up, okay? You can see his white socks. I said, that man right there is Joe Paterno, and he is a living legend. And I'm, I'm so glad I could share those moments with her. And, um, but uh, my coldest game, Steve, was, I'll take you back to 90 or something, when we played Pitt, uh, us old guys will remember that, Last yeah. game, yeah, uh, and uh, it was Tony Sacco was the quarterback, and uh, yes. I, that was the coldest game. We all know how Happy Valley is with wind and everything. Uh, yeah. That, that my, I, my, I, my feet felt like two cinder blocks when I was walking back to the van. Uh, that was that was a cold, cold game. Oh, it was. But, I um, was the third. I was the third announcer on the network in 1990. I mean, so okay. I was in there with. I was in there with you. And to give everybody perspective, and Jim, you would know um, what I'm about to talk about here. There was no upper deck, right? No, well, because there wasn't. because there, there's no upper deck, that of course meant that that wind always went, has always gone there from north to south. So, in other words, in the mm-hmm. press box, left to right. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, Jim, you've been sitting there, and it's like a wind tunnel up there. Now it oh, finally yeah. got a little bit better when they built the decks. Now it's become a swirling wind because of all the building. But you know what I'm talking right. about. Now to now oh, my yeah. coldest, my coldest, I thought that day was really cold. But man, 1987 with Notre Dame, when they beat oh. Notre Dame 21-20 and Pete Kirkendall stopped yep. Tony Rice on the two-point conversion. Yep. Oh, yep. Jim, were you, you had to be there yep. that day, right? I was not there. Actually, oh, I don't know Jim, what I, happened, uh, but I was not there. Oh, uh, Jim. Uh, now, I'm in the, obviously, I'm in the box. But always to get the post-game show with Joe, I had to go down to the field with five minutes to go. Now, I'm only down there for five game minutes, Jim, <laughs> to let you know how soft I am. Okay, I'm soft. I'm sitting there. I'm soft as soft gets. I'm thinking, like, how did these people endure this? This is unbelievable how cold it is. 
these are the greatest fans of the face of the earth. I'm like, I was trying to, I was trying to build yes, a fire. Are. I was trying to build a fire. I'm like, come on. Where's my lighter at? Come on, somebody here, just get me an ash can, something. <laughs> I'll take you back to 07. Uh, 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 I was there when uh, uh, Dame, you know, Notre Dame was in, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. when Derek Williams ran that punt back, I think maybe it was oh. the second quarter. Yep. Uh, Steve, that, that stadium literally shook. I mean, I mean, it could have been my, I don't know if it was real or it was just the booze I was drinking. <laughs> no, but, no, I mean, no, that, that it, stadium. It, it, no. Oh, I never heard shook. that stadium that loud. It was comparable to me when um, when Tomba Holly hit Troy Smith, flipped him on his head, he fumbled, and Scott Paxson recovered. And yes, the, I was, I was and, not there that game. And when Derek Another took the one, punt back... I'm sorry. When Derek took the punt against, back against Notre Dame, because they just blew Notre Dame out. Jimmy Clausen was the quarterback. Yes. And Austin, Austin Scott had a huge game. And remember, it was a 6 o'clock start, 6 p.m. start. Like They, they, yeah. they never had a game at 6 o'clock. No, uh, no. And it was, a, it was a whiteout, the whole deal. All right? And I remember with the Troy Smith play, the press box is shaking, and Jack looks over at me, and he says... Are we okay up here? And I said, Jack, I'm an announcer, not an engineer. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, how about now? I wasn't at this game either. Um, when oh, Nebraska was in. Uh, oh, was the, the 2002. Was the quarterback Gardner. Uh, the quarterback the was Lord. A rich Gardner picked off Jamal Lord yes. and ran it back that 40 yards for a touchdown. That place yes. exploded, and that was the record crowd at Beaver Stadium for years. It was like one, one ten seven eighty three or something like that. Oh my! Word. Finally got passed. Yeah. Finally got passed out uh, the last couple of years. Wow. Yes, yeah, special time, Steve. I mean, I'm telling you, your your brother is a hoot. <laughs> I'm, I'm three to five. <laughs> yes, he is. Your brother yes. is the king. He is the king. <laughs> <laughs> we we have a lot of fun with him. You know what? And it's it, it, we talk about a lot of serious issues on the show, but when you know, but it's also a show where a show's a show, and so you right. try to have at least some entertainment in there. And I'll give him credit; he is entertainment factor. <laughs> <laughs> some of them side jokes he splices in are are, are oh. and, and people must think I'm nuts because I. I have a sales route down in the Shemokin way, and yeah. and I'm, I'm laughing my guts out, and people are like looking at me like, "Who is this crazy <laughs> fool?" <laughs> but uh, it's good stuff, Steve. Uh, uh, three to five. Hey, I'll let you go. Um, Merry Christmas again to you and your family, Matt, and everyone there at KOK. Uh, you do a great job, Steve. Thank you. Well, it's all worth it to hear comments like that, Jim. Merry Christmas to you, your family, and friends. Thank you so much for being so loyal to the show. It means a lot to me personally. Thank you, Steve. All right. Uh, this uh, sets the tone. More calls. Uh, keep them coming in at 1-800-795-9565. Again, uh, it's whatever you want to ask. I mean, as you can tell in this segment, I've been asked about how did I get to Penn State. I've been asked about greatest moments, things like that. I mean, maybe there's something you don't like. I mean, that's fine. 
Uh, this isn't all about, you know, uh, it's about what, what's on your mind, what you think. Right? And maybe something you always wanted to ask, never heard about, or something you want to comment on, which is great. It's whatever you want. It's your ball game. 1-800-795-9565. Back with more of your calls in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, more of your calls in the final half hour leading into the holidays. I probably had more fun in that half hour just listening to you. Uh, again, any comment or question, I don't care, pro, con, whatever it may be, personal, doesn't matter. It's uh, whatever you want to know and maybe always wanted to ask or always wanted to say, please do. 1-800-795-9565. It's 1-800-795-9565. 800-795-9565. I look forward to hearing from you and taking as many calls as we can in the final half hour on this Christmas Eve Eve. No show tomorrow or Friday. Back on Monday here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show is brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Fabulous selection of pre-owned inventory, great deals to be had, great service department, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. It's really been an open ask Steve or tell Steve hour. That's what I was hoping for. And I thank everybody that's called so far. We have more calls right here. It's 1-800-795-9565, 800-795-9565. We'll get to Greg in a moment, but Bo is first from Mifflinburg. Hello, Bo. Thank you for your patience. Welcome to the show. And a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays to you, your family, and friends. Thank you. Uh, same to you there, Steve. One of the, I don't know if it was the coldest game, but it felt like it was the year that Penn State played uh, Notre Dame. I think it was like 32, 33 degrees, and it rained. Uh, yeah. Penn State beat Notre Dame 28 nothing that year. It was 1985. I was the color analyst on the game. Uh, John Grant did the play-by-play. Uh, Gil Santos couldn't do the game, so I was the color analyst. Penn State won the game 36-6. to and Massimo Manka, in that driving rainstorm that you lived through, Bo, kicked four uh-huh. field goals, including a 50-yard field goal in that driving storm and slop. It was amazing. Yeah. Blocked it. Well, blocked actually, I was, uh, was one fun. of the cheaters. I left at halftime. It was 28 nothing. We went over to Pizza Hut over, I think it was in Africa then. And yes. we sat there, and a lady was looking at us because the water was just pouring off of our seats. <laughs> from us being so wet. We were just kids then, you know? And uh, it was so crazy because we didn't have rain suits. We just had plastic bags. You know, it was back in the days when you used to go to the game and had enough to pay for the ticket, and that's the way it was. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I was just in that Pizza Hut in South Atherton six days ago. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's still it's still there for you, Bo. Okay. Another thing is just a quick one on this year's team. I think sure. uh, everybody was a little down on the team and the coach, but I, I think 
you look at this team with the young running backs that came through and a lot of young wide wide receivers and a tight end, and uh, I think you're going to look at this team here as going down in history as one of the better teams when it comes out in their senior years. Well, I'll say this. I'll give them credit for the guts with which they bounce back. I just It's going to be one of those, Bo, that you and me and everybody will wonder, how would the season have turned out had they called that two-point conversion the way we thought it should have been been called? I wonder how the season would have turned out and how they would have walked out of there confidence-wise. It's, just, it's something I'll always wonder. Yeah, that's true. There's a couple play, a couple plays there that this year that would have went their way, but you know what? It's the true fans that stuck behind the team this year, and uh, and I'm proud of them. You know, a lot of young kids, and uh, I think we're going to be proud of them at the end. No question. They both. Thank you so much. Those are very kind comments. Anything else? Yep. That's it. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and love listening to you. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you and all your family and friends both. Thank you so much for being such a loyal listener. appreciate that. Thank you. 1-800-795-9565. Again, it's whatever you want to talk about. All right, Greg in Montoursville has been patient going through the news, and then uh, Bo's call. Greg, thank you so much for your patience. Appreciate it very much. Welcome to the show. Happy uh, holidays to you, and Merry Christmas. Uh, did we lose Greg there? Hello, Greg? I don't know what happened. It appears that he is... Uh, everything looks okay here, so I'm not sure. Maybe uh, he has uh, phone problems himself. Oh, uh, why don't you put Greg back on hold? We'll try one more time, and this is just see if he kicks into gear here. How about All if we right. try that? So it goes on hold. Okay, it's flashing. There we go. Hey, Greg, how are you? Hey, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Happy Holidays to you and your family, Greg. Thank you so much for your call today. Well, thank you for taking my call, and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you also and your family. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Thank you, Greg. Well, yeah, I love you guys. Love you, uh, you and Jack. You make a great announcing crew. You know, I've listened to you, of course, for years. And uh, love your show, though I don't always able to get it. Uh, I listen to it on 1070 AM out of Sunbury, and it doesn't really come in sometimes very well up here. But uh, I want to go back a ways. Um, I'm not sure if you would recall this or not, but before Fran Fisher uh, did the announcing, uh, there was a gentleman that did the announcing. I have a recording of a game, actually, I record. Somehow, I got uh, a little tape recorder as a kid, and uh, I was like ten years old. It was probably around maybe sixty-five. Uh, they had beaten North, yeah, sixty-four, sixty-five, sixty-six. They had just beaten North Carolina State, which I think was ranked at the time, and it was one of the, the biggest victories they had, had in a while, uh, and one of the first. And sometimes they had of a ranked team. I think. Uh, that's when Joe Paterno started a lot of the uh, younger players. It was, uh, it was, 19, it was 1967. 1967 was that NC State game. Yep. Okay. And, they and, they, and, they and, narrowly and, lost UCLA, I think, that year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who, who, who was it? That wasn't Franz Fisher back then, right? That was... It, it would have been probably what? Tom Bender. Uh, Tom I would Bender. Think, okay. Okay. Yeah, Tom Bender, uh, then uh, Mickey Bergstein would have been the analyst, and Fran would have been the third announcer on that team. 
So, like, I spent eight oh. years as as the, as I I spent eight years as the third announcer here. Fran spent four years as the third announcer, and Tom Bender was the lead play by play guy, and Mickey Bergstein was the analyst. Oh, okay, okay, all right. It, it's funny, you know. I still have that tape recording of that game. I guess when I was a kid, I figured out how to plug the uh, a radio into the into the tape recorder and you know record the game and. I still have the. I think I, I have the tape recording around somewhere, but I don't have the actual tape recorder anymore. Um, but sometime I'm going to have to see if I can figure out how to download that or how to get it transferred to maybe a CD or something. Yeah, but, you, okay. should, you should. You should because what happens is a tape ends up ends up deoxidizing, and because of that, yeah, okay, uh, you start to lose it a little bit. So if you can get it transferred over to a some sort of digital media, you'll be able to keep it forever. Oh man, yeah, yeah, but uh, something on my to-do list. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it a, a New Year's resolution. There you go. Okay. Well, that's the only question I had, and say uh, just uh, keep up the good work, and uh, it's great talking to you. Well, it's great talking to you, and thank you so much for the kind words, Jack, and I both really appreciate that. Thank you, Greg. Okay, you guys take care. You yep. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you. Yep, and the same to you. We'll. Uh, well, we're looking forward to the uh, next season. You better believe it. I'm looking forward to the next season. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. Okay, I want to see everybody. <laughs> I want to be able to throw my arm around somebody. Okay, you know, let's do that. And, and take him out and be able to take him out to eat somewhere. Oh yes. Oh, Greg. Yeah. From from, <laughs> from your lips from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All righty, then. Well, you take care. Thank you, Greg. You take care, too. Our Will number do. is... Thank you, Greg. 1-800-795-9565. 1-800-795-9565. I mean, I, you know, whatever you want to comment on. A great game that you went to, like some of our callers have had today. Maybe a comment about whatever it may be. I don't care if it's wrestling or football or basketball or... Uh, something that's bothering you, uh, or it's, you, know, you want to ask a personal question, which is perfectly fine, and we're happy to do that. Uh, just a chance for us to sit here and chit-chat between now and the top of the hour. We've got about uh, 15 more minutes of conversation, and it's been wall-to-wall calls since we started doing this at 4.06. So maybe you, you, know, you called and got a busy signal earlier. Well, there's a chance with the lines open right now at 1-800-795-9565. We will have talked to Santa this evening uh, from 6 to 7. Chad will be a part of that. The season and then finale. Jo- the season finale. And then uh, you'll join uh, Dick Girardi and me in progress at the Jordan Center as Penn State plays 18th-ranked Illinois tonight in basketball. So again, your calls, questions, comments, a memory, a criticism, uh, a personal question, whatever it may be, 1-800-795-9565. This is just your opportunity just for, for us to just chit-chat for a while. I've had more fun doing this show today. I always have fun doing the show anyway, but there's been something about today's show where it's been more fun for me uh, just hearing from everybody it's been great and that includes rob and sealens grove uh who's on the line with us 
Rob, how are you today? Uh, happy holidays. I don't think Rob's kicked in just yet. I think uh, Chad's still talking to him. There we go. Hey, Rob. Uh, Rob in hey, Sealands Grove, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you for your time today, Rob. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I've got two things for you. First of all, what was the game that Penn State played that the network took them off the air because Penn State was just obliterating Notre Dame and it wasn't much of a game? Do you remember that one? Uh, that game was... That may have been... Was that the 33-6 game, that, I think? That was that, that was that 36-6 game in the driving rainstorm where Penn yeah. State was just crushing them. You know, they blocked a punt. Massimo kicked four field goals. No, I mean, and it was a torrential rainstorm. And my brother-in-law, Mike O'Donnell, had always wanted to go see Notre Dame play. Always. And I was the, and like I said earlier, I was the color analyst on that game. So I wasn't the third guy. I was the second guy that game. So I got, I got Mike tickets. <laughs> and I could see Mike sitting below me. And he stayed the every play of that game and was drenched. And I felt awful for him. And I said, I'm so sorry, Mike. He goes, oh, no, it was worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially because it was Notre Dame. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. But, I, yeah, I remember I was watching the game on TV, and then all of a sudden they went to another game because they said it, was, it wasn't competitive. <laughs> right, and, and it was not competitive. And the only thing that Tony Roberts got out of it that day, and Tony's uh, living down in Virginia now, the only thing Tony got out of that game that day on the Notre Dame radio network is that they gave him money. Because it was, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing he got on the Notre Dame side of it that day. Penn State crushed him. Yeah. They, the, the other thing I want to do is I want to thank you. Um, we have a mutual friend. Uh, I work at a, a music store in Williamsport, and this young lady, well, she's middle-aged, but she has special needs. She loves Penn State, but her mom told me that you spent more than an hour and a half with her out at State College and gave her a uh, signed jersey from some of the football players, and she just cherishes that. And uh, her mom was just so impressed with you for your um, gracious attitude and and what you do. So I just want to say thanks for that. Well, I remember that, and that's a very special family that deserves more than the hour and a half I gave or whatever it was. It was my it was my privilege to do that. So, but thank you for bring thank you for bringing that up. It's a great yeah, memory for me too. She, she takes lessons from uh, well, I mean, ever since the pandemic, no, but uh, she takes lessons from a music teacher up there, and I get to see her every week and. She gives me a big hug, and every once in a while we talk about you and how you were how you treated them in some time out, and so. Well, I remember. I just want that. to thank you for that for your service. Well, well, Rob, the next time you see her and you see the family, all right, when we finally get a mm-hmm. chance to do things like that again, please give them a hug from me to them and tell them how much I cherish their, our time together. I will do that. You have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you too, Rob. Thank you so much for your call and for bringing up such a fond memory for me. All right. Blessings, Steve. Yep, you too.
Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 1-800-795-9565. Again, you can call up whatever your your question, your comment, whatever it may be. I just want to hear from you. Uh, I have enjoyed this immensely during this hour. So we got a chance to maybe get a couple more in, and here's your chance to whatever it may be. You know, something you want to get off your chest or something that you wanted to bring up, a personal question, a memory. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll close out with a couple more calls in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Whatever you want, memory, uh, question, complaint, you know, whatever, personal, 1-800-795-9565. Thank you for all the calls. We've had a lot of calls during this hour. I've had an absolute blast. Uh, we'll give you some Penn State football news for you. Jaquan Brisker has made second-team CBS Sports All-America. In fact, he and Sean Wade of Ohio State were together in that defensive backfield with Patty Fisher of, Missouri, of uh, Northwestern at linebacker. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jaquan Brisker, second-team CBS Sports All-America. Uh, transfer portal, Judge Culpepper and Antonio Shelton have put their names into the transfer portal. Uh, Shelton was a fifth-year player, but, of course, everybody gets the freebie this year. So he can go anywhere he wants as a grad transfer, and so he's going to seek a sixth year, and which he's allowed to have. He doesn't have to seek it, um, and he'll uh, see if there are takers out there for him to play. Uh, so Judge Culpepper and Antonio Shelton have put their names into the transfer portal, and we'll see how it plays out. And Jaquan Brisker is a second-team All-America. Tonight, we have talked to Santa. It is the season finale tonight. Santa's awfully busy tomorrow night. So since he's awfully busy tomorrow night, we'll make this December 23rd, the season finale. Chad Hirschberger's been a part of what has been an absolutely fun and enjoyable talk to Santa season. It must be incredibly gratifying for you, Chad, to be a part of that. It is. It's been fun, um, and we've had to do some uh, COVID precautions, but that has not hindered the enthusiasm of the kids, and um, we've had a blast, and looking forward to tonight's show and wrapping up the season, and uh, tune in tonight at 6 o'clock right here. 
That'll go from six o'clock to seven o'clock tonight. And I guess Sammy's uh, Sammy's son. Yes, will be Rye a part be of on. it tonight. Yeah. And Sammy has uh, been an important part of our broadcast family for years. Uh, so great to hear that. And then when it's over at seven o'clock, we'll transition to the Jordan Center, and you'll pick up in progress a Penn State Illinois basketball. It's the Big Ten home opener for Penn State tonight. Uh, now in the network, it's a 6 o'clock airtime with a 6.30 tip-off, and then we'll join in progress right after talk to Santa at 7 o'clock here on the radio station. Dick Girardi, uh, who is as important to me on the basketball side as Jack Ham is to me on the football side, will join me for that broadcast this evening. Looking forward to it very much. And then, uh, then we'll take four days off. Uh, no show tomorrow, no show on, on uh, Friday on Christmas. Then we'll do four days next week. We'll do the uh, 28th through the 31st and then take New Year's Day off and we'll watch the uh, college football playoff games like the rest of you. Plus the NFL. I'm going to be – I will watch the NFL game on Christmas. It's at 3.30. I will watch it. Because at that point in Christmas afternoon, you're like, okay, just put my feet up and, you know, whatever. Uh, There's – and I'll enjoy it. I mean, I'm usually the type that this this being an unusual year, the Hawaii Bowl is usually on Christmas Eve. Usually kicks off I don't know eight o'clock, sometime like that. I'm usually at some point during the course of Christmas Eve night, I'll tune into the game. It doesn't really matter what the matchup is. And just like the idea of, you know, everything's quieted down, settled down, because normally I have a full house of people. It's, a, you know, it's about to get a little fuller uh, based on some news we got the last couple of days in the next year. Um, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is a particular year that you know, nobody's going to be here. Next year we plan to change all that in a big way. To all of you who to all of our great sponsors, whether they've been with us from day one or whether they've been with us for one week, I can't thank you enough about what you mean to everything we do here at the radio station and what you mean to this show. To Matt Catrillo, to Chad, okay? Everybody, appreciate you guys so much. You're always over there taking care of me all the time. And to all the listeners out there, and you know, thank you to everybody who called today. That meant more to me than you know. I enjoyed this show so much. But to all the listeners out there, I appreciate every one of you. Every one of you. This doesn't happen without your interest, and I can't thank you enough for that. Merry Christmas.